Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and X-Zone Broadcast Network. Visit our website at www.xzoneradiotv.com. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and on Star Cable. If you'd like to give me a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Our email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. The X Chronicles newspaper for May 2010 is available to you, the members of the Exxon Nation, free of charge. All you have to do is send me your email address. I will send you back a link where you can read it online. You can download it. You can print it out. Or you can send it to one of 16 different portable mobile devices. That's free with the compliments 
of the advertisers in the Exxon in the X Chronicles newspaper. Some of the stories in this uh, month's newspaper include another disaster fortune tellers missed, and in this article, once again, I point the finger at fortune tellers on how come none of them knew that BP was going to be polluting and causing the catastrophe that it has in the Gulf of Mexico. We have a story about a Colorado psychic that was arrested. PETA wants to rent the Amityville Horror House. Psychic says, I didn't see scam coming. Leonard Nimoy, grateful for opportunities. Man says Portland psychic duped him. Darren Brown investigates. Transsexual says gypsy psychic got him. Another story is ghost hunting a serious business. Uh, another story is electromagnetic radiation. That is by Dr. Nance McLeod. Uh, somebody who was in the psychic hotline business actually comes forward and uh, describes how the scams work. This was featured on ABC News, and we have uh, we have a story on that in our newspaper this month. Uh, and then a scientist in Russia believes that I'm sorry, in Germany believes that the NASA Voyager spacecraft was actually hijacked by aliens. Hmm. We have also another story about the simple explanation for UFO sightings that was written by Jeff Danilik. Newfoundland UFO, still a mystery. Politicians report UFO sightings. UFO inspires inventor. Mind-controlled bionic arm. UFOs go to school. Uh, New York professor plans to teach UF, UFO course. The truth behind NASA's UFO videos. You know, these videos that are all over the place and on YouTube that people see these little things flying out in space that they claim to be extraterrestrials that nobody's telling you about. Well, we've got the inside scoop on that. And these are just some of the stories that you'll find in this month's edition of the S Chronicles newspaper. Once again, to get your copy, all you have to do is send me your email address and I will send you a link with our compliments and the compliments of our advertisers. When we come back from this commercial break, Exonation, an interview that you're not going to forget very easily. Matthew August Petty is our guest. And this is a pre-recorded interview. He couldn't make it for the live show. He is, his story and his theories have more holes in it than a piece of Swiss cheese in Billy Myers' refrigerator in Switzerland. Sit back, listen, and get ready to chuckle. And yes, this one too ends up in the Exxon Order of Woo-Woos. And by the end of the hour, I'm playing Another One Bites the Dust. We'll join this interview in progress, but believe me, you haven't missed much. I'll be back on the other side of this uh, commercial break with Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew August Petty, as we talk about his book, Heretical Wisdom, here on the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. You will not want to miss this interview. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. 
Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Speaking about Starsky and Hutch, that's David Soul singing Don't Give Up On Us, Baby. Uh, Shelly Campbell Harley is my special guest, Exxon Nation. Now, before we went to the commercial break, uh, Shelly was telling us how she had just moved to L.A. County from San Diego County. She hadn't had time to find a doctor yet. 
She had this droning ache in her right-hand side, dropped her son off at school, went to the hospital to find out that her appendix had, her appendix had bust. She called up her sister and uh, said, listen, can you pick up the young guy at school? I'm going to be away for a little while. Then she gets released and ends up back in the hospital. All right, there we go. We're back to where we left off. Take it from here, Shelley. All righty. Thank you again. Yes, it was quite a surprise. I was only released for six hours before being readmitted with extreme pain in my chest and back to find out I had pneumonia, an infection from the surgery, and multiple blood clots in both lungs. So family all over down in San Diego County were called. Everybody was gathering to find out what was going on. Mm -hmm. No one was sure of the outcome. And they readmitted me and immediately put me on medications. So it was quite scary for everyone, except it was very strange. I was the only one very peaceful and calm. I don't know why. It was as if God was just telling me, everything's going to turn out fine. Just have faith, relax, and let me take care of it. So that's what I did. I just gave it up to him. My sister had her church praying for me had a pastor coming in, and when he came in, I wasn't sure if he was there to give me last right to Yeah, I would imagine. So he says, no, I'm just there to pray for you. <laughs> so I ended up being in there for almost two weeks. My heavens. And was released, and everything was fine, completely healed. Now, was that the only time that you believe you, there was uh, some divine intervention or encounter in your life? Actually, I would say that was the third time in my adult life. Uh, There were two earlier instances that were just amazing, and all I can attribute it to is God. (laughs) Can you share them with us? Certainly. Uh, The first, I would say, was when I was in my early 20s, and we won't say how long ago that was. All right, right, listen, I've got this scoop. That was six years ago. Yeah, yeah, right about that time. Yeah. There you go. That sounds like a good date. Okay. <laughs> yes, I, I was coming with a friend of mine um, who would then be my future husband. We were driving back from a visit up in Washington, the state of Washington, and going over Snoqualmie Pass, which can be a little tricky in the wintertime. And it had turned to an icy snow mix, and our car lost control. And at that time, we were in this little gremlin. Those of you, I just dated myself with that one. (laughs) And it hit an ice bank and went over the edge of a cliff. And we had no idea what was beyond that embankment and trees. But apparently, the car rolled in the air, landed on the ground, rolled down a ways, and came to a stop on all four tires that, even in the snow, were flattened. All the windows were broke out. My future husband and I were sitting with no seat belts, all the windows broke out, and perfectly fine. There was a slight little scratch on my pinky and on one of his fingers. We were bruised, no broken bones, no concussion, nothing. And here it's about 7.30 at night, and here comes the snow crew out of nowhere. And what happened was there was a long embankment leading from one freeway or highway, excuse me, Mm -hmm. going down and then the other highway coming in the opposite direction. And we landed right before that road. And so they called Highway Patrol who came and said, "Uh, your car is totaled. Would you like a ride back into town? So we took it. He couldn't believe that we survived that with no seatbelts or anything. 
That is, that is that is miraculous, isn't it? <laughs> you have Especially got to in a small car. <laughs> you have got to be one of the luckiest ladies I have ever talked to. And and I have to ask you at this point: Are you a, a religious person? I wouldn't go so far as to say religious. Um, that just gives me sort of a cult mm-hmm. feeling. But I am definitely a Christian. At that time, um, I knew God, but. I hadn't been a churchgoer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not praying every day, but I felt a closeness to God. And it wasn't until later after I got married and had my daughter that I actually was rebaptized and be- starting on the journey to become closer to God. Do you think a person has to be religious to experience the type of miracles and or divine intervention, or angelic intervention that that you definitely have 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 had. I would have thought so when I was younger, mm-hmm. but the more I hear every day, and it seems like in recent years, more and more people that are non-believers and some that are in other religions, I have heard of many miracles all over the world. So it seems like God wants to bless everybody. And is trying to make a point through all that. Tell me, why do you think you experienced these miracles? It's hard to say. I The only thing I can think of is God just isn't through with me yet. It's just not my time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just things that have happened and he's pulled me out of it, or it was partially my decision and it wasn't time. But I just don't think he's done with me yet. I think he has more things for me to do in this life. How do you deal with those people who have heard your stories, who have had the pleasure of meeting you in person, and uh, they believe it's sheer coincidence, nothing to do with a miracle? How do you deal with that? Well, I tell them, you know, it's one of the things I don't argue is politics Mm -hmm. and religion, for one thing. (laughs) And all I can do is share my story. And most of the time, I, in fact, I can't think of anybody that hasn't been anything but amazed at what I tell them. Um, they hear and I hear of people in circumstances that were less severe than mine that have died. For instance, people dying of just one blood clot yeah. in their arm from a little surgery or something. So everybody's quite amazed when I share my stories. Tell me, during your hospital stay, did you ever have an out-of-body experience, or did you see any angels, or did you hear any voices of comfort? No voices, no angels, although I do believe in angels. But as bad as I was feeling, especially that first week, I wish I had had an out-of-body experience. Do you feel any different because of what happened to you? I do. I think, especially this last time, um, having a younger son, he's 10 now, he was eight at the time, and realizing how precious life is, it's just really made me focus on life. And I wake up every morning now and just thank God I'm alive and <laughs> able to breathe and see the sun and enjoy my family. So tell me, how do you feel that these near-death experiences, and I'm going to call them what they, I believe they are, these miracles have changed your life? It's made me feel a little more focused on people and trying to be a blessing to others and Mm -hmm. not taking life for granted. 
so much and just going day to day like I used to, getting caught up in everyday life. Now I try to really focus and make each minute count. Focus on what? On what I'm doing, trying not to waste time so much. And I don't mean not ever relax, mm-hmm. because we all need relaxation. Sure. But just really thinking of a focus, you know, what is my purpose in life? And trying to use each day to move forward in that, just appreciate my family and friends, and just do what I can to make the world a better place. Tell me about the books that you write, and do the books or the articles that you write ever reflect on your experiences that you've had? Most of them, I've done five children's books, and the one I'm working on right now, in a way, does reflect my life's focus. I just started it this year. It's called Gorilla Goodness, A Revolution of Kindness, and it's due out this fall, and that reflects more my life's purpose on appreciating life and instances where people have shown that random kindness to others and just listing ways that we can show just from the littlest things to the biggest things. Uh, so much focus in the news is on the bad things oh, that are happening. Gosh, yeah. I think we need some light shown on the good things that we can do and that have been done. Do you think that in these days that more and more people are looking for that light, looking for the good to do for others than, let's say, prior to 9-11? I think so. I think it seems like since 9-11, there have been so many more instances of just natural disasters. Currently with Guatemala, Ecuador, terrible things happening there. Uh, Just all over, you know, people are looking for hope somewhere, even... If they don't believe in God, they're looking for some hope. And so I hope, you know, books like mine and others will give them that hope, something to hold on to. It's a pretty tough time to be raising kids. It sure is. Please stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news. But before we go to the news, Exxon Nation, the X-Chronicles newspaper is out. If you'd like to get a complimentary link, courtesy of all our advertisers in the X-Chronicles newspaper, all you have to do is send me an email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. That's xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. And uh, I'll be glad to send you a link. You Now, once you're at the paper, you can download it on to more than 16 mobile devices. You can download it into your computer. You can print it out. It's yours, 100% free to do with what you want. Once again, compliments of all of the advertisers in the X Chronicles newspaper. You can also visit our website at www.xchronicles-newspaper.com. Shelley Campbell Harley's my special guest. Her website is www.shellycampbellharley.blogspot.com. And we'll be back on the other side of the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Right here on the Talk Star Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, Euro High Definition Radio, UK High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Don't go away. considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of readings under his belt. 
David Champion will make you feel comfortable. He has proven to be honest and accurate. He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships. Not only love, but work, school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com. $1.50 per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598. Now you can dial in to listen to the Exxon Radio Show from anywhere in the world with Rob McConnell 24-7, 365 by dialing. 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080. If you have a mobile phone or landline, the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is now at your beck and call at 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080, 24-7, 365. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the Exxon. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyard in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Matthew August Petty is our special guest. His website is www.exxonradiotv.com hereticalwisdom.net and he is the author of Heretical Wisdom, The Truth Truths from Within and uh, I'd like to ask you at this point All right, we were talking about Jesus, we were talking about God, why are there so many similarities then between Greek mythology with the birth and the, and the existence of Hercules, which is thousands of years older than, than Christianity, and yet you've got 
Hercules, who is the offspring of a god. You have Jesus, who is the offspring of a god. You have both deities that live above, and both their sons come to earth. Both their sons have superhuman powers and are able to communicate directly with the deity. How come? Well, see, I, I think it's, that's, that's the... Uh I, I believe the uh, image that is being portrayed about Jesus is, first of all, Jesus is above and beyond anyone because he really did transcend the human condition. Mm-hmm. By that I mean he was born with more of a curiosity than anyone because first he had to have faith in what his mother told him. Yeah. And secondly, and he didn't have any power when he was born. I don't believe so, in my opinion. I believe that his power was just as potentially perfect as ours as infants. But, you know, as we grow older, the um, uh, environment that we live in reduces our ability. Jeez, uh, geez, geez, Matthew, I don't, I don't know any kids today who could raise the dead or walk on water unless it's ice. No, absolutely not. But Jesus' search for truth was more, you know... it. Even your radio program is uh, uh, established that the search for truth is how we will find the answers to the mysteries. Well, it was a big mystery to Jesus mm-hmm. to be to be born and be told that he had a certain place in history that he, you know, in the future that he couldn't even define or understand himself. I think we we forget the um, uh, personal sufferings and understandings and and confusions that he had to deal with in his search for truth. So in his um, search for truth, he didn't just study the Hebrew religion. He studied Buddhism. He, he looked for answers for everything to try and find out what his place was in this idea. And if we're going to return to paradise, and, and paradise being the total understanding in a sentient being and the total uh, power that comes with it, um, once you are one with the Creator, mm-hmm. he reached that. And when he reached that point, he realized what his purpose was. And he reached that point through his, through his third temptation, and rather than get into all the steps of that, when he was on the mountain and he realized, finally, that he had the power to do whatever he wished, including come down and elevate everyone's consciousness to the same understanding that he had, he realized that he couldn't because he would be injecting his will into the equation, which was in contrast to what Adam or the first race did. See, the first race, or Atlantis, the the superhuman beings who, uh, at the time of their destruction, were still in relation to us. Okay, now hold on here, hold on here. Let's back up again. You brought up Atlantis, and nowhere in the Bible do I see any mention of Atlantis. No, but what we do see in the Bible is that there are... um, uh, there is a great flood. Yeah. Okay? And it's not just in the Bible. There are several mm. conducts and disciplines that believe in it, a great flood at one time. In that now, area in that area of the world, but we know for a fact that great flood well, was not worldwide. Actually, actually, we do, we know that the entire world was destroyed according to the Bible. Oh, wait a sec, what, that's, according, that's, according, tried, that, that's according to the Bible. You're talking about a group of shepherds and people who had no knowledge that there was a North America, a South America, an Australia. We're talking about people with a very limited set of uh, educational skills here. We're not talking about people who had high school diplomas or university degrees here. No, no, but but they did 
they did know about uh, Adam and Eve and, and about the floods, and, and the book of Genesis was, was already written when Jesus was born. So he, he knew about it, although he didn't know, you know I don't, I'm not sure exactly what he knew or uh-huh. what he believed or, or how much knowledge was available at that time. Who but wrote the, the book of Genesis? Uh, who wrote, the book, who wrote the book of Genesis? Moses wrote the book of Genesis. Okay. 2,000 years, 2,000 years, almost 2,000 years after all of the events uh, between Egypt and, 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 um, uh, and, and the Hebrews, mm-hmm. and all of the struggles had taken place. Oh, okay, so, so we're saying that the, the flood did take place, right? Let's, let's just go with the biblical interpretation of this. I'm saying the flood this. took place... More than 10,000 years ago, we've already proven that there are scientists now that prove that even the Sphinx is, is probably five to yeah. 7,000 years B.C. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that there was a civilization that existed many, many, many years ago, way beyond that, that, were, that built an ark, but it wasn't a boat. That ark being a bridge, a, gap, uh, a bridge of a gap between two points in time and two completely different civilizations. One with total understanding and that used their knowledge for their own benefit, or mm-hmm. not for their own benefit, but they injected their will into the equation. And a new, um, newly evolved race that didn't learn, that didn't know anything. So original sin being the failure to know the truth that, that the first uh, race left behind. Sin is the failure to know truth. So the original sin would come after destruction of all knowledge, the only thing that was left behind was, in my opinion, the Great Pyramid. It wasn't built by aliens. It wasn't built by the Egyptians. It was Noah's Ark. It was the Tower of Babel. And it was the Tree of Life. So the Great that, Pyramid is all of those? That's what I believe, yes. Not only do I believe it was all of those, but on top of it, the part that was missing mm-hmm. is the Ark of the Covenant, which... Uh, when the first conflict arrived, before the first conflict, anyone could be around this this edifice. In fact, the Tower of Babel, because the Egyptians were more advanced than others of this race, but they didn't even realize it until people with lesser abilities migrated into the area. Once they migrated into the area, then the Egyptians started realizing how you know, how much powers they had, but the powers they had were a result of the pyramid, which was built by the previous race because their death and their souls didn't allow them to go to heaven, even though they understood completely the difference between heaven and hell. They were locked in limbo. It was up to Christ not to just save this world, but the world before us and everyone that's lived before him and after him, because it was an absolute sacrifice, absolute humility, because as he rose and became um, uh, perfect like Adam, the first son, in the Bible they refer to Adam as the first son. Well, wait a second, wait a second, hold on here, hold on here, hold on here. How can you say Adam was perfect when he got kicked out of the Garden of Eden? That's nothing that a perfect person would do. He he was perfect at at first. He, He had the same powers that Jesus had. Where does Jesus it say had that? The same powers that Adam had. Wait, wait but, a sec. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Where, where are you getting your information? Where does it say anywhere uh, in the Bible that Adam had the same powers as Jesus? Well, I missed they, that. They I missed that when him, I took. If, if you look in the New Testament, they refer to Adam as the first son. Okay, he was um, the first creation. Yeah. Okay. To, 
Pardon me? Right, he was created first by God. That doesn't mean that he was the same as Jesus. Where did you get that from? No, no, he, he was the first son. It, it, I, can, I can't give you the exact right now because I don't have my notes, but uh-huh. it was in the Acts of the Apostle, and, and they explain that particular um, uh, idea that Adam was the first son, and that in order for Jesus to um, redeem humanity, he had to do something different than Adam did, and that was he could not inject his will into the power he once he realized the power he had. And that is why, that is why um, Adam, I mean, that, that is why he came down off that mountain with the power to elevate everyone's consciousness, but he didn't. All right, let me ask you this. If Adam was the first son, okay, right, and Jesus is the second son, right? Right. If God created Adam without having to have a female to to bear Adam, why couldn't he have just created Jesus and Jesus would have popped out of nowhere and taken on his merry way? Well, because in the first race, we don't know how they Adam could be symbolic as mankind with the superhuman ability in paradise. Paradise, if we're going to return to paradise, then that means... We had to start a paradise, and paradise has to have a definition, and that paradise is total comprehension, total understanding, and the total power that goes with it. But then there are two choices that you have once that power is within you. You have the choice either to use your will mm-hmm. or to align your will with God's. And that means the power must work through you, just like the trees and the birds and the, and all the lower creatures, but with, with the understanding that those lower creatures don't have, and so that the power works through you and you are one with God. But it's almost impossible for a human being to have the power and not want to direct it with his own will in some way. And that's why Jesus didn't elevate everyone's consciousness when he finally came off that mountain after uh, uh, the third temptation, which, which was his own realization that he had the power to do anything, that he could come off the mountain elevate everyone's consciousness, everyone would understand him, and in doing so, he would have to inject his will into the equation. And that's when he said, oh God, why did you forsake me? He finally understood what his purpose was. Not until then. Actually, he said, and and actually he asked God why he, God, why have you forsaken me when he was on the cross? uh, No, he, he, he didn't. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I don't believe he said it on the cross. He said, "No, wait a minute. He, he, I'm asking if you're sure because you seem to be sure about everything else. I just want to make sure that I didn't make a mistake here." Um, actually, I am not sure okay. when he right. said that, but uh, but he did say my, it. Let's 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 agree to disagree. He did say it, and, and at that time, where his understanding of what his purpose was, and that his purpose was that he could not come down and elevate everyone's consciousness to the same understanding. And this is what brings us to the book of Revelation, which is an entirely uh, another long uh, story here. He, Jesus, came down, and then he he knew he was going to be misunderstood. Mm -hmm. That's why when the Pharisees came and said, prove to us that you did this and you did that, we heard about the miracles of heaven. He didn't do it because he had to completely 
squash his ego, and he couldn't prove to anyone who he was. It was all, anytime a miracle happened, it was a result of someone's faith. Oh, by the way, it not, was, by the way, it was not his conscious effort. By the way, it was in Matthew 27, verse 45 to 46, where he said, um, uh, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Right. And, and to, what he meant was his understanding that his whole life was dedicated to finding a truth or to find his purpose. And then when he found his purpose, he realized that his only choice, the only choice he could make was mm -hmm. to... He didn't go down and say, I'm going to go have myself killed. He knew that he was going to be killed because he was going to be misunderstood. And he was going to be misunderstood because he could not use his will to perform miracles or to, to show or prove anything. All the miracles resulted as the result of someone else's faith. And he said that many times. Your faith has made you well, not me. Be it done so according to your faith. Because miracles are events which are directly proportional to the degree of difference between the truth and the error that needs to be corrected. So, so how do we, we back, how do how do we explain then uh, Jesus Christ bringing Lazarus back to life from death? Um, well, we explain it by by the fact that people there had faith that he could do it, and he said, "Well, then let then let him." Let him walk. Rise, Lazarus, rise. Stand by. We've got to take our final break. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. When we come back, Exo Nation, Matthew believes that the angels of yesteryear were UFOs. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. His website is hereticalwisdom.net. His name, Matthew August Petty. His book, Heretical Wisdom, the Truth of... I'm sorry, the truths from within. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag, both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com 
and author signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and www.matstein.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Matthew August Petty is our special guest. Hereticalwisdom.net is his website. His book is entitled Heretical Wisdom, The Truth From Within. Uh, You believe that the angels uh, that are talked about were actually UFOs, am I correct? Yes, I do. Um, The reason for that is if if, if, um, omnipotence is omniscience, Mm -hmm. and that is God, then angels who are creatures above man, have uh, an uh, enormous amount of knowledge that we're still trying to learn. There exist two angelic forces, and one exhorts the notion that that once we achieve omnipotence, our responsibility is to allow the power to work through us, Mm -hmm. and without the interjection of our will, which is why I relate that to Jesus, and your faith has made you will, well, your will be done, not mine. And the opposing group, or Lucifer's group, espouses the idea that once we become omnipotent, we may utilize the powers we see fit. And that battle still goes on. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. Let me, okay. let me just bring this question back around because we're running out of time very fast here. Okay. Earlier, you and I discussed that Jesus was, uh, Mary was given the message by an angel about her son. We talked about the possibility of artificial insemination. So does this mm-hmm. mean that the angel that gave Mary the message was an alien? No, I believe that, that, oh, wait a that second. the angel may have been an alien, but that they just in vitro fertilized her with a human seed. 
Jesus was week. no different than you and me. He had, they say he was man, so he was man. Uh, how hard would it be for an angel to have a human seed? Not hard, uh, if they're much more uh, advanced than we are. But how do we know that, a- um, that aliens really exist? Like, there's no proof. There's no proof of aliens. There's no proof of... Uh, of Atlantis. You know, we're talking in big hypothetical circles this hour because there's no proof to substantiate well, any of the claims you've made. Well, there is there is proof of Atlantis, Where? but not empirical proof. Where? I mean, the, the search the search goes on because of of the Egyptians' belief that uh, Atlantis exists. Let me, let me say this to you, Egyptians because I know belief. we are running out of time. Um, the Great Pyramid was... I believe Noah's Ark, and it was an, uh, an edifice that allowed, uh, it, it, it had no, it, it could transcend... You know com- what, ExoNation, I can't take any more of his babble. Like, he's got more holes in his story than a piece of cheese in Billy Meyer's fridge. This guy's a nut. I mean, we get nuts on the show sometimes. This one goes to the head of the pack. I'm going to put him in the Royal, the Exxon Order of Woo-Woos. Oh, my goodness. He's got a lot of crazy ideas, but he doesn't have one ounce of evidence to support anything that he's talking about. I've heard of people babbling and, and you know, just talking on for hours. And, I, you know, he falls into it. That's why we played Another One Bites the Dust, because I'm telling you over this past hour of listening to his babble, or babel in this case, it was obvious that he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Now I see why his book hasn't done that well, and it's understandable why he's trying to promote it. He's probably got a garage full of them. I'm not even going to give you his website. We're not even going to put it up on the uh, on our archives. We'll put him up as a guest, but oh, what the hell. We'll put his website up there as well. When I come back from this commercial break, more from the X-Zone. J. Allen Danilik is going to be with us. We're going to be talking about reincarnation as the Exxon continues, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.